Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode... What is this? How does this go again? Uh, welcome to the episode. I'm Rusty. Okay. This is Ryan, my host. Okay. The coolest host <laughs> of them all. Yeah, something like that. Just do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 40 of Otaku Brothers. Episode 40, folks. My name is Rusty, and today, April 13th, the day after the Star Wars Celebration trailer episode 9 reveal, at 12.34, I am joined by my forever co-host, Sith Lord brother-in-law, Ryan. What's going on? Dude, it has never been a better time to be a a nerd. We've got Endgame in less than two weeks. The Game of Thrones season eight premiere tomorrow. Tomorrow night. I'm so excited for that. In the Star Wars episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker, revealed yesterday. Yeah. So, set the scene. I'm sitting there mid email at work in my cubicle, and I get a text from you sent to the C list Avengers text group between Travis, you, and myself. Yeah. And all you said was SW trailer exclamation point. Stopped. Immediately what I was doing, went to YouTube, couldn't find it, got on Twitter, and Disney had just tweeted it out. Because it was going live through the panel, mm-hmm. which I was watching, but then I needed to focus on work, and I closed it or whatever. What's that? Exactly. And then I watched it, and I proceeded to watch it five more <laughs> times before I texted you so guys. So it was a less productive day after that. Oh my gosh, JJ, just mind-blowing what he did with this trailer. Yeah. Just like he did with The Force Awakens, just all of the nostalgic gut punches, surprises, but nothing could have prepared me for the end of that trailer. Yeah, I think I'm more excited about the Fallen Jedi game, the first-person open world. Yeah, we'll get to that. But so, right now we need to focus so on how my Yeah, so how my day went was Ryan came over to me. He's like, hey, did you see this Star Wars game? showed me a picture of, like, the uh, lightsaber with the emblem in the background. And he's like, first person, no microtransactions. It's going to be great. No multiplayer. And it is on, f- not Frostbite, but it's on, on re- Unreal Engine. Mm-hmm. And it's made by the people who made Titanfall. And Apex as well, I guess. So I'm excited about that. So then he came back later. He's like, hey, do you see the Star Wars trailer? And I was like, oh, shit, What? So I sent you a text real quick, Star Wars trailer, and then I stopped everything I was doing. I was prepping for a presentation in like 15 minutes. I stopped it, watched the trailer, and I was stoked. Yeah, so let's kind of like maybe break it down, not frame by frame, but definitely kind of from beginning to end here. It starts off, you're kind of in this desert, almost Geonosis-like area, Uh, and I think they filmed it in Jordan, actually, Mm. and Ray is breathing heavily. And I think the Force Awakens trailer began the same way with her breathing heavily like it's, that. It started with um, Finn oh, popping that's right. up. That's right. Breathing heavily. That's right. And just s- lots of people just breathing heavily. Yeah, a lot of cardio. Going. A lot of cardio going on. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and you hear this ship kind of coming in from the distance. <laughs> almost pod racing like. Yeah. And she pulls off her lightsaber, which, of course, was Anakin's passed down to well, that's That's what I got most excited about about that scene was that she's going to have a rebuilding because it was destroyed at the end of The Last Jedi. Exactly. So she pulls it off her little hilt or whatever, 
ignites the lightsaber, turns around really aggressively, has this great look on her face, and just starts sprinting. Yeah. Well, unless she starts, like, force sprinting, she's not going to outrun this thing that's going a million miles an hour. Yeah. Which presumably is Kylo. You never get a clear indication, but you only see his, his gloves, and he basically... They're Kylo gloves. Yeah, he pushes, he accelerates forward, and she just does this crazy acrobatic jump flip thing yeah off the off the back of it i guess you don't really know and it cuts the scene and you see something i think it says uh every generation has a legend yeah which was the same quote that was in the beginning of the phantom menace trailer episode Mm -hmm. one and it was also in the force awakens trailer yes and so you see a bunch of ships or i think the millennium falcons flying into a city and then the next scene, and again, I don't know all of this. I think Kylo- I'm hoping it's not. It kind of reminded me of the Casino City. Hopefully, they don't do that again. I don't think it kind of looked like it with all the lights and things. Yeah. So over the rest of the the last, I don't know, minute maybe fifty five seconds or whatever, you see uh, Lando Calrissian. Yes. Going into hyperspace with think with Chewie just laughing, which was a great nod to Billy D. Williams. Really cool. And then. You see Kylo reconstructing his helmet, which is great. Mm-hmm. Then and you it's see got him. Some red in it. Yeah. Then you see him running through the forest. There's flames in the background. I think you saw some stormtroopers. And he picks up this guy with the, like the hilt of his blade, the mm-hmm. sides of it, picks him up and just sl- body slams him into the ground. That was really satisfying. Yeah, that was really satisfying. It was great. And then you see Poe, Finn, and C-3PO. Almost on one of those ships you saw in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, when where they they're going to jump off dude into a the Starlight, the Starlight, Starlight pit. Yeah, so something like that. They're being chased. And then what happens next, Ryan? Um, then it cuts to them on, fr- on that o- an ocean, ocean planet. planet. And it's what you believe to be the first Death Star. That it was, was the a, second Death the, Star. Because it's on the uh, Ewok planet. Endor. Endor. So, Not Yavin 4. But this is the Death Star from the original trilogy, right? Yeah, so there's two. So there's the first one over Yavin 4, and then the one over uh, the other place is over or where Darth Vader's body would be and where Emperor's body would be. Yes. And, of course, I should have prefaced this by saying Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, is narrating this entire trailer, which was perfectly done. Yes. And he says something that to the tune of... No one's ever really gone. We'll mm-hmm. always be there with you. Yeah. Cuts fade to black. There's like a three-second pause. You're like, what's happening right now? And then Ian McDermott returns as Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine himself, and has his ridiculous laugh. You get the blue Star Wars. I didn't think we were going to get the, the, the title, actually. Really? And then Star Wars kind of separates a bit, mm-hmm. and you see the rise of Skywalker. And it's not the Skywalker. It's not... The Skywalkers, very much like The Last Jedi. You didn't know if it was meant plural or singular. Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, I think J.J. is going to retcon Ray's parentage. I think she Did does you have... just have a tweet that you were looking at yesterday that was saying that they're going to be nobodies? No, the tweet I was saying... Um, was get... saying that he'll, like... Let me get my phone. Okay. Entertain the listeners. Yeah, so I'm not really thrilled about Star Wars anymore. I'm actually a Star Trek fan. I'll screw you. <laughs> okay, let me see. So I got a text from my buddy from work who we geek out about Game of Thrones quite a bit in Endgame and... The Dark Web. Yes, that guy. 
So he sent me a text. It was a picture of a tweet. And so Clayton Sandow, friend of the show, I actually have no idea who he is. <laughs> he said George after, W. Bush, friend of the show. Yeah. He, with our other friend, Barack Obama. Asked about whether the rise of Skywalker will address race parentage, J.J. Abrams tells Paula Ferris that Episode 9 will honor Episode 8, The Last Jedi, but, and this is a quote from J.J., there's more to that story than that. I don't know what he means by honor. They will honor it, meaning they'll go with what they, the direction that was chosen, or explain more than they were, like... I think honor it in the sense that you recognize that... It was a Snoke was, Snoke, Snoke was killed. He actually it was really nice because, of course, Rose Tico's character, played by Marie Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. Say what you will about the character, but... Shit. Okay, but you don't have to shit on the human who represents that I'm character. I'm not. I'm shitting on the character. Yeah. Well, it was really nice because she got a standing ovation when she was introduced at the Star Wars panel. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and That's JJ good. also said that one of the best things that Ryan did was um, was cast her as cool. into the character. Um, but, but yeah, so I think he's going to honor the movie in the sense that <laughs> I, I was waiting. It was great that they cast her and we got standing ovation, but they're killing her off. <laughs> no, I, mean, that's, I know that's my point. I think he's going to, JJ's going to honor what Ryan created. He's yeah. not going to retcon the whole thing. I was taking that as specifically talking to her parents, not like the entire movie. So I think like, it's both. I think he's going to honor some of what last Jedi presented, but Specifically, the parent situation—that's that's going to change. So then, who do you hope the parents are? I hope she's a Kenobi, but I think, yeah, I hope she's a Kenobi. I hope she's a Palpatine. That's ridiculous. It would just be a love child of you know, no, women Vader no. and <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, no, I think she's a Kenobi. I think the title, "The Rise of Skywalker," since this is. It's supposed to kind of bring this saga, this arc of nine movies together into a satisfying completion. I think it's more of a nod to Anakin because George Lucas has always said that Star Wars, both the prequels and the original trilogy, was about Anakin. Yeah. And I think they actually, J.J. brought Lucas in for some creative, you know, direction Mm -hmm. into this story. And he was basically a consultant on this film. And I think because of that, we're certainly going to see Anakin in some representation into this movie. And I think, again, it's the name is more a nod to him and Luke and Leia and the Skywalker name than it is saying... Because the only Skywalkers we have right now are Leia, Leia and Kylo. Yes. And I don't think Rey's a, a Skywalker. No, that'd be too cheesy. Yeah, I, th- I really don't think they're going to say Luke is her parent. Because, one... She has a British accent. The only other person in Star Wars who had a British accent was Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, the call back in Force Awakens when this lightsaber's talking to you and he says, Ray, these are your first steps. We've talked about this to death, but yeah. I don't think there's any other character that makes sense to be her parent. So then do you think Palpatine's alive? That's really interesting. I think if he did, in fact, perfect what Plagueis was able to do as far as never dying when he was talking to Anakin about that in Revenge like of the Sith. Like the soul transfer thing they talk about in I Legends. think J.J. may have somehow... Like, maybe Snoke was Palpatine's puppet. That And what's-his-face didn't know about it. Um, Snoke or Kylo? Kylo didn't know about okay. it. And because Snoke died, then Palpatine reaches out to him. He's been a hermit 
at this Death Star the entire time. Mm -hmm. Another interesting thing, too, that the Star Wars Theory person was talking about, let me pull up my notes here, because this I don't want to get this wrong here, but he was saying that in the Aftermath novels, which I haven't read, and I don't think they're canon anymore, but this was years before the events of Episode One. Palpatine went to Jakku and created, like, this laboratory of sorts. Yeah. And no one really knew. It was heavily guarded, a lot of secrecy, Area 51 type of stuff. So I don't know what was going on there. Basically, he had... Mo this was also in previous Legends, because Palpatine ended up coming back. Mm -hmm. um, he had clones of himself, essentially, and he transferred his force, essence, or soul into someone else. And was able to live on. Yeah, so I think they're going to do something like that. I don't think he's a force ghost. I think there's an actual physical manifestation of this character. He's going to be in the flesh. Yeah, I was like, I like the idea of her swimming to find something. Because originally that, or her swimming around a Death Star was in the uh, art, fan art or the like art before force awakens mm. and she was going to find a piece of the map there in the death star kind of like the death star plans kind the, of idea okay so imagine her swimming into the throne room not knowing what any significance of this place and um us as an audience knows what this place is and what's gone down there with darth vader and palpatine and luke and everything mm-hmm and maybe his kind of, <coughs> just like an angry ghost, it, his essence stayed around, just his persistence, maybe not a force ghost. Yeah. But the second we bring Palpatine in, I'm afraid that it's going to overshadow Kylo and make Kylo look like, you know. Yeah, I mean, for every criticism that I've seen about, oh, I hope this doesn't happen, I hope they don't bring too many force ghosts back, because there's it would just be too blown out of proportion if we had Obi-Wan, Yoda, Luke... Anakin running around. It would just be, you know, too much fluff. You got the squad. Yeah, but I think it's going to be very tastefully done. I think there's... J.J.'s always been very purposeful in his direction with things, certainly in The Force Awakens, I think, and especially with even the vision when Rey got the lightsaber and why Obi-Wan talked to her. I think all of that's going to come full circle. I don't think that was just there to be there, you know? I'm hoping. I, yeah. really, th I really strongly believe so. Kathleen Kennedy, even during the panel, said... Nobody cares about Star Wars more than J.J. does. And I think he he cares so much about making sure he's... You can't satisfy everyone, right? You, with, of with, course not. With anything. Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame, whatever it is, you're never going to satisfy I, everyone. I thoroughly expect to be disappointed by some of the things in Game of Thrones. Just out yeah. of the love of the characters and... That more so than Star Wars. But I think J.J. is really yeah. going to bring this, this home. Yeah, me in, too. In a satisfying way. So... Wanna read Ryan Johnson actually tweeted yesterday after watching the trailer, and he said, in all caps, I love everything about this. And then lower caps. He says, and I just melted back into being a happy kid. If you need me, I'll be spending the rest of my day smiling dreamily. Nice. So I'm glad that he came out immediately after the trailer release and was just like, that was beautiful. Yeah. As the rest of Star Wars fandom did. Yeah, I don't know if we needed a second robot to be like um, BB-8's love interest. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Because we already kind of got it's, that. It's probably another toy marketing thing for Star Wars, I'm guessing. Yeah. But, hey, maybe we could get little BB-8 babies going on and... Something. It, it's possible. A little droid army. I'm trying yeah. to think what else I have. I do like that they had the, uh, callback to the Yavin 4, uh, metal. 
for defeating the first first Death Star. Yeah, I wonder what that what purpose that serves. I, I'm guessing it's going to be a send out to Carrie Fisher. It's going to be her remembering the past, and mm. however they decide to kill her off or send her off into the distance, like that was another beautiful he, shot when they were in some kind of jungle like area, and Ray and her were hugging, embraced, and yeah. you know Ray was crying a little bit. Yeah, I think if they send her off, I think remembering the like Luke and Han that first initial where they're all meeting and victorious for the first time. I'd really like to see because we still haven't seen it yet some kind of reunion between Kylo and his mom because they kind of had it in last Jedi when he, well, he didn't blow it up the front of the ship, but his, his stormtroopers did. And I don't know if, again, I don't know if that means there's a redeeming arc to his character or what it means, but do, uh, do you want him redeemed? Selfishly? I kind of do because would, I, would I, that be doing Darth Vader over again? Yeah, I mean, again, I have no idea what J.J.'s going to do with the direction of this movie, but I, selfishly, because I like Kylo so much, I don't want to see him die. Okay. Um, and now that Palpatine... How about Rey dying? I don't think she's going to die. I see... I've, yeah, I don't see Disney killing off. I'm in the Game of Thrones mood where, like, we have to kill off main characters. Who are we going to kill off? No, but especially because the day they wrapped up filming and you saw that embrace between Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley... And they were in that desert area. So I think that that desert area is the end game. I think that's where the film wraps up its story. Yeah, so I'm guessing the uh, the Poe. Poe and Finn were doing that speed bike race. Was that probably to either to get to the final battle to help out Rey versus Kylo or to get away from it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the escape pod and... Ray's done. I, you know, I don't. Who knows? I mean, this is crazy stuff. I mean, yeah. I we've given we were given really like thirty seconds of meat because yeah. a minute. God, of, I love that thirty seconds of meat. <laughs> don't we all, Ryan? <laughs> a minute of that trailer, actually more than that, was just the beginning where she's standing there in the desert, turns around, runs, yeah, and jumps over this ship. So we really didn't get a whole lot there, and then the next. 50 seconds is just going from scene to scene. What is up with you laughing at everything I'm, I'm still, saying? I'm still thinking of 30 seconds of meat. <laughs> it just sounds like such a good song. <laughs> but like Bon Jovi. <laughs> laugh. Whatever. Yeah. No, I think, I don't know. Um, I do like that they confirmed that Palpatine created Anakin. So that's the thing that's confirmed and now canon. It's, yeah, so it's in the... Uh, Let's see, it's the Darth Vader comics that were put out by Disney, uh, comic number 25, I think it was, and they basically showed that Palpatine was the one who mi manipulated the The midichlorians. Force. Oh, God. Yeah, the midichlorians and created Anakin. Really? And, yes. So that's now canon. Because originally we thought it was Plagueis, but it's actually Palpatine. So Palpatine... Created Darth Vader. And Vader failed what, what Palpatine set out to do. So, I don't know, I mean, he set out to, I think, do the make the Chosen one. Um, I think it was kind of like a force vision for Darth Vader, and he saw his mother, who was pregnant, with Palpatine behind him, like, manipulating him. Mm -hmm. And it was like a picture of his mom's stomach, where it was like a swirl of energy. And it was just, like, words behind him saying, like, the Chosen One, and unnatural, and... Hmm. Yeah. 
So that's interesting. One of the things JJ also confirmed is that this movie does not pick up, of course, right after the events of Last Jedi. There is some kind of time gap, whether that's a year, two years, whatever it is. I assume it's probably at least a year. Yeah, I think at minimum it has to be a year. And I really like the fact that he specifically said that Ray, Poe, and Finn are going on a journey together. So opposed it, to like separate stuff. Everyone's all over the movie. place. Yeah, which which leads me to question: Where is Rose Tico? What is Lando doing? What is Chewie doing? What are those characters doing with the Millennium Falcon? Because clearly they're going somewhere else in the galaxy to deal with Hux, deal with something. You don't. You really don't know. And then you introduce. We're led to believe they were guessing on stage at the panel that this new Jonna character is Lando's daughter. Jonna. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they brought in a new actress, uh, this African-American female character. She, it's tough to say what role she plays because they, we got a brief picture of her and that was it. And she looked like she was almost in some kind of Savannah-like environment, almost, mm-hmm. uh, what's the Black Panther place? Wakanda. 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 Almost a Wakanda-like environment. So, and then Dominic Mahanigan, who played Mary in The Lord of the Rings, is playing in this oh, movie. Nice. He, he's a character. So, as Star Wars does, you go to a million different planets, but it's going to be really interesting to see, one, the runtime on this movie, because The Last Jedi, I think, was the longest Star Wars movie ever. So I'm wondering, <laughs> I mean, to wrap up nine films, like a story arc that large, is this going to be endgame levels of proportions? Like where three hours? Three hours? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I'd be fine with three hours as long as the three hours isn't fluff. Yeah. Like if we're not doing a slow chase scene and it's actual action or it's actual character development and like I want to see Ray train still. I'm still holding out for her doing a training sequence or actually training with like a lightsaber. Not so much like showing up to battles and just somehow being OP. Yeah. I mean, it's never fun to have an OP character. I also want to see. Unless it's one punch man. More lightsaber battles. Yes, and more force. Because we only... Anything. I mean, we only know of, what, two Jedis right now? Kylo and Rey? Mm-hmm. Is Kylo a Jedi anymore? Well, you know what I He's mean. He's I want the Sith to People come People that wield lightsabers, we only know of two of them. Yeah, and then Finn kind of vicariously through that one battle. Yeah, no. Doesn't count. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know. It's going to be really interesting because maybe there are a lot of other... Not Sith Lords, but... Another thing was they... Because um, Palpatine couldn't just be chilling by himself this whole 30 years that he's been a hermit, right? I, he has Yahtzee on board, you know? Maybe he's playing board games. Batgammon. Yeah, he's having D&D <laughs> no, um, nights. Yeah, I mean, with 30 years of making up characters, he's probably D in the D so much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It so I guess the original direction for Force Awakens when she goes into the or swims in there and finds the plans to Luke. Maybe she goes into the plan or swims in there, finds the location of other hidden Jedi, and it actually leads to Ezra Bridger. That'd that would be, be awesome, amazing. And right. then Ahsoka Tano, Fulcrum Ahsoka Tano. There has been rumors by Mike Zero, which take that with a tremendous Who's grain Mike of salt. Zero? He's that dude that does eight Star Wars movies a day that there's been a lot of releases about the set leaks, the concept art, the designs, etc. And then he goes on this long rant about... Some of them he was actually right, though. Some of them. But if you're releasing eight YouTube videos a day about leaks and you're the only person on the internet, 
where's your source, bro? Where are you getting this information that no one else is getting? He's very creative. Yeah. He just has a creative mind. He just spews a bunch of bullshit. And but they also... Subscribers. They also are very interesting for theory crafting for his like supposed li- they are i mean it definitely it's a conversation starter right and that's why he has over one hundred and fifty thousand subscribers because is that a lot that's i mean i have three thousand nice and i don't i don't upload <laughs> videos anymore but you know he is 150 so and he had like 140 a couple months ago when i started watching him but okay. but the star wars hype is real again regardless of how garbage his predictions are it's fun to just listen his yeah. Theorize what could potentially be. I'm hoping for Ezra Bridger. That'd be amazing. That would be awesome. That could be Mary or Pippin or whoever. No, Dominic Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I would lose my my mind if we saw Fulcrum Ahsoka Tana. Oh my gosh! In the beginning like, of the movie, you would just have to. I'd have to change my pants, <laughs> dude. I might change my gender my religion what i eat for in the morning for breakfast like all at once yeah it would just be a new day the honey nut let's go no but if we saw her just training with ray how awesome would that be that'd be oh my gosh with her white lightsabers and her just a flowy long ear things (laughs) oh god just wrap them around me get me going (laughs) wait so are you not excited about the prospect of fulcrum coming in no that that's exactly what that's yeah. Okay. No shit. Like that was my one of my favorite characters on the uh, that Star Wars game. Have you played that recently? No, I am. I was tempted. How many days clean are you? Um, Is it's a le- over eleven months now. <laughs> it's okay, Ryan. Yeah, it's a safe place. My bank account loves me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, it's actually almost eleven months. Proudy man. Yeah, so, because I quit it on um, the 26th, or the 27th of May last year. Wow, dude, we're, we're approaching a year. Yes. Well, at the same time, we'll celebrate this uh, this this podcast of recording for a year. And I'll get back on. <laughs> we'll record your Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes sobriety. Yeah. I'll get a chip. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. We, I don't mean to minimalize addiction and we're not yeah, trying it's to a serious thing we're not trying to do that here we're just poking fun at ryan over here who was highly addicted yeah <laughs> yeah so anything else ryan you want to talk about theorize potential well, stuff that's going to go well, down in this if movie? you think that palpatine made darth vader in the skywalkers and luke was the byproduct of that and he's better than darth vader because he didn't have all the mechanical stuff mm-hmm. like if anakin was anakin before he jumped in and lava he would have been, like, super OP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now, it, I, I guess it brings more weight to if Palpatine had any interactions with another Skywalker. Right? To Kylo. He's the de- descendant oh. of the his creation. If Kylo's been training with Palpatine for the past year... God, can you imagine freaking him with lightning? Dude, he'd be unstoppable. That would be awesome. Yeah. and They need to give him a cool, unique... Not force power, but like a distinguishing... Like Count Dooku had lightning. Something that makes him more menacing than what he is. I mean, he already is... He's still, in my mind, his face is very innocent to me. He's still like a boy man. See, his dark, greasy hair, long hair, I think makes him just... He fits that Sith Lord look. He he fits like the emo-y kind of look for mm-hmm. me. They need something to make him more like... Well, the scar isn't a scar because it mostly healed. 
Like if it was like dark and deep and stuff, mm-hmm. I can see that being more terrifying. It's like um, Scar the Lion in the original cartoons, how it was such a wide kind of scar. Dude, I actually found out the the backstory behind him. Scar? Yeah. Do you know that? What is it? So there was a series of six picture books that released. I don't know if it was alongside the movie or before. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy them just to have them. And the minimum price to get them used is like 150 bucks right now. Wow. So. Not worth it. Yeah, maybe someday I'll get lucky and find them for pennies at a garage sale or something. But anyways, in the first book, I forget what it's called, something about brothers, because of course Mufasa and Scar were brothers. His name was originally... um, Gerald. No, it was Taka, which is in Swahili translates to waste. Mm. And so his father said that Mufasa was going to be the rightful heir to the kingdom throne, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. And Scar, of course, was angry about that. And so he led, very much like he leads Mufasa into the wildebeest stampede. Mm-hmm. He, wildebeests. Yeah. He led him into this... It was like a similar scenario where there were just a bunch of people. And there was this giant... I'm going to butcher this story. Rhino or something that uh-huh. they provoked. Yeah. That chased Mufasa and Scar. Mufasa was able to get out. Scar wasn't. Then the father comes... And, of course, scares everyone else off. But there was still, like, a herd of wildebeests or whatever there was. Yeah. And they trampled over Scar, and that's where he got his Scar. And he re- he self-renamed himself as Scar and be- kind of became an outcast. Hmm. And that's he, interesting. He also had this secret roaring power that he used. Oh, he leveled up that ability. Well, he used it once wrongfully. He shouldn't have done the way he did. He, did, he used it in a very negative sense. Mm-hmm. And the Swahili gods like stripped him of it or something. There's like a weird backstory. There's like an actual lord, a Lion King. Was it you that was telling me that like the Little Mermaid, because all the stories are, the stuff that we see is very romanticized, mm-hmm. those stories, like um, the Little Mermaid. It was, it. you can walk, but every like footstep you take feels like you're walking on glass. Oh. Which is the like original story. Yikes. And, like, I'll take your voice kind of thing. So the entire time, if you rewatch that movie, when she's on land and dancing and stuff, it feels like she's on glass, was the original movie. Was that you who was telling me? I don't think so. She doesn't seem that way. She's smiling That might have been. Yeah, because they changed it because I'm sure kids watching a girl grimace in pain. That can't actually speak, so she's just inaudibly <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Miming Probably her, would her not excruciating be pain. Yeah, I, uh, I think that was one of my coworkers then. <laughs> so... That's interesting. What also makes, I mean, I don't really feel, I mean, I feel bad for Mufasa in the story, but like how they, the Pax or Pride, Pax Alliance, that's, that seems right. Um, how it works is basically one lion okay. kills the older lion and they take control of the herd. Okay, this is direct lore here. As revealed in a tale of two brothers, Scar was once named Taka, meaning waste in Swahili and had become upset when he learned that his older brother Mufasa was chosen to be king over himself. Taka would come to meet three hyenas named Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed, who tell him that if Mufasa is made... Yeah, what is the, the naming conventions there? <laughs> who tell him that if Mufasa is made to look like a failure, then he will look... He will look kingly in comparison, meaning Scar, and soon take the throne. This leads Taka to tricking his brother into going down to the waterhole where a Cape buffalo called Boma is refusing to share the water with the rest of the Pride Lands, which, at the time, is having a terrible drought. 
While there, Mufasa starts to try to reason with Boma, Bo- yeah, Boma, and Taka roars and tells Boma that he must move by order of the Lion King or fight Mufasa. Boma then charges out of the water at Mufasa. Mufasa escapes with the aid of um, a mandrill called Rafiki. So this is when Rafiki's introduced. Oh, nice. And Boma goes after Taka instead. My computer's going to explode because of this website, apparently. Let me exit, because there's a video playing in the background. Mufasa runs back and finds Taka being attacked by Boma's herd. A large buffalo slashes Taka with his horns, causing him to be knocked unconscious. Mufasa leaps in to save his brother, and the buffalo is prepared to attack again. Before they can do so, King Ahadi, father of Taka and Mufasa, appears with a large herd of animals and surrounds the buffalo. It was during this attack that Taka got his scar in his eye, renamed himself Scar as a reminder of his mistake, explaining his cruel name. Nice. How interesting is that? That's very interesting. Yeah, I like it. They should have made, like, Lion King 0.5 and actually explain that story. Yeah. I'm just... It's naming conventions. The Rise of Scar. Something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Do we have anything else for Star Wars? That's about all I had. I mean, we only got, you know, two minutes of footage, one of which was Daisy Ridley running away from a ship, so... Not a whole lot to go off on there. Yeah. No, I'm also excited about the new trailer for Lion King. Whoa. Dude, tears for days. I think I'm more excited. I don't know. That's a toss-up. Like, I love Star Wars, but Lion King looks so amazing. Lion King's my childhood. I mean, I only broke one bone in my body, and it was because of that movie, and I don't regret any moment of it, or any second of it. Yeah. Did I tell that story on here? Yeah, I probably did. did. Um... Yeah, no, it was unbelievable. I mean, the CGI, Disney's just gone all out for this movie. As they should. As I'm going to definitely buy this one. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I'll probably buy four copies. Like, it was so satisfying. First of all, Baby Simba is so adorable. Adorable. And 88-year-old James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa, he doesn't come across... Did not the same way as the original. You can tell he's aged a bit. Yeah. Which still... He still has it, though. He's still got it. I'm his so voice glad. is still... It's still good to hear his voice. It really was. It was really... Not, I wouldn't say unsatisfying, but Jeremy Irons' as Scar was just such an iconic villain voice. Yeah. And to not have him back is a little disappointing. But I'm sure I, they tried to get him. I, they didn't. I think he wanted to, and Disney chose not to take him. Really? Which is so bizarre to me. Fuck off, Disney. Whoa. Okay. We're talking about Disney, Ryan. Calm down. Oh, Pete just went Okay, well, they're the like an emperor, empire now. They are. They're going to buy Netflix soon. They're going to buy Hulu. They're going to buy everything. Uber. Oh, and yeah. That goes public in like a couple days. Donato's. They're going to get everything. Yeah. So what was so perfect about this, though, was the very end of the trailer when um, Timon and Pumbaa start singing that just song. Just trotting along. Just trotting along. And <laughs> Timon is so adorable. The little meerkat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so perfect. I, I seriously cried. I thought it was so beautiful and well done. The CGI is absolutely mind-blowing and so wildly realistic. And I'm equally as excited for the um, Aladdin. Me, oh, the newest trailer looks amazing. I wouldn't say I'm as equally excited. I'm I'm very closely as excited. I am three and a quarter excited. I, I was going to go that detailed, but I, I was like, that's probably not. No, I, I I think it looks amazing. That first tease with 
Will Smith is the genie. I was like, what the heck is happening right now? But now that he pops up and he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm not super serious. Yeah. It, it looks better. And then he, like, turns into Will Smith as Will Smith. Like, instead of blue, he's black. Yep. And that, I'm like, I'm fine with that. The genie can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, no, I think it's perfect. He's doing his and own genie. Yeah. You can't replicate Robin Williams. I and love he's it. Not, I like that he's not trying. He's not trying to, which is, yeah, he needs to make it his own. Yeah. Otherwise, and I think we need to go into the movie having zero expectations that he's he's going to replace Robin Williams, because no one can. Yeah. You need to kind of completely separate these movies as two different things, and I think that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I think it looks great. When they started singing A Whole New World, I just, tears for days. Yeah. So... And the lion looks, or tiger looks great. Raja. Raja. Yeah. And then that big bird. Yeah. No, I'm excited. They look all, they all look great. What is the bird's name? Rafiki 2. No. Or uh, Zazu 2. No, we're going to figure this out here. Bird in Aladdin. It's going to kill me. Iago. Sure. That was my third guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan, what have you been doing this week, man? Uh, lots of work. I haven't had much time. I went into Dark Souls, and then I came over here, and now I'm just stressed. Yeah, I lost my mind. So, I was having the best of times this week playing Dark Souls 3, wrecking bosses like it was nobody's business, and then I got to the Nameless King, <laughs> and I got to, what is it, the Lord of Cinder or something? Yeah, the last boss. Holy hell, these guys were unfreaking believable I mean, I don't think... I've only thrown my controller once playing a game. What and was that it? was when I was 10, maybe, playing Gran Turismo 3, and my sister beat me. Is that where you spiked her in the face? No. That was your friend. Okay, so three times I've thrown controllers. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was when I was playing Madden, and I freaking boomeranged my controller, my friend's teeth. on <laughs> Kind of on accident, but kind of not. It was bad. It's never on accident. No. And we lie and say it was so we don't get in timeout for as long. But yeah, but the first time was when I was playing Gran Turismo 3 and I broke my DualShock 2 controller and I was grounded. Yeah. Because it was, what, like 50 bucks? Yeah. The third time was when I was 26 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> playing Dark Souls 3 about an hour and a half ago. And Ryan went and got noodles from Noodles and Company, naturally. Yeah. A pad thai with a parm chode. What's up? And then... I was just dying repeatedly, and I was getting so frustrated. I chucked my hat across the room, and I just freaking spiked my controller. (laughs) It bounced like it was a rubber ball and hit the the counter here. And that's why there's that white chip of paint on the side there that I can't get off. Oh, that's good. So, but thankfully, works like a charm. (laughs) Yeah. Surprisingly. So, clearly, Sony knew. They're Dark Souls-proof controllers. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going to have to grind quite a bit to return to that game. I don't know if I I have to beat the Nameless King. I'm afraid for um, Lady Frida. <laughs> the, one, the one boss that I said I'd buy you dinner oh, if that's you beat him. We're trying that after this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will. I will buy you all your drinks and all your food. But what I'll probably night. do is that... Um, I don't give a shit if you level up to level 860. It's that bad? No, I'm just saying I don't give a shit if you do. Like, there's no... There's no shame against that boss. Okay. But I'm... What I'm, I'm prob- just afraid to go against a boss. What I'm probably going to do, though, is go against my... I'll use my original build with my, my axe and my shield just because I'm not comfortable enough with this sword yet Yeah. to... 
to so go up against he's using he had an axe before, and then we leveled up the exiled great sword and made it heavy because he's purely a strength build. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just so the listeners are. Oh, in the mood. Oh, we're live. We're recording. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sometimes you just forget, Ryan. I get so mesmerized by looking longingly into gazing into into my green eyes. eyes. Um, so yeah, I did some other stuff this week while I was grinding in Dark Souls 3. Uh, I got an HBO subscription in anticipation of the Game of Thrones premiere. Yes, of course. course. So I watched three movies. I started a fourth, but it was garbage, and that was The New Mummy with Tom Cruise. Oh, is it really that bad? Oh my gosh. I got like ten minutes in, and I'm like, what is this garbage? Is it like Suicide Squad bad, or... It's just cheesy as hell. It's just terrible. Like Justice League. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch that, but... My coworker said, do not watch Justice League unless you're hammered. Yeah. <laughs> He's it... like, him and his brother got drunk and watched Justice League. No, there's and not... said it was still really bad. There's not enough alcohol in the world to make this movie better. Okay. It's terrible. I was watching... I watched Jurassic Park, the new one. Oh, The Fallen early Kingdom? half of it. Yeah, Fallen until Kingdom. Until I watched the basketball game. How was that? It was pretty good. I mean, it's... Not as good as the originals, for nostalgia's sake, and there's lots of CGI, but it was also kind of predictable. It was taking kind of the um, Lost World approach. Okay. And then there's, yeah. Okay. I'll probably still check it out, because I have a lot of things in my... To oh, I'm wa- definitely going to finish it. I have definitely. a lot of things in my to-watch queue, so I have The Sopranos, because I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, Rome. Oh, is that with uh, Kit? No. Rome was a while back. There is a show with him, though. That I added to my queue. It's like three episodes. Oh, I was thinking of um, Pompeo. Oh, no, not Pompeo. Not Pom- Pompeo. Pompeo. <laughs> the, the congressman. So he's in a show called Gunpowder. Yeah. Which, let's look at the um, the description here. The infamous gunpowder plot to blow up Parliament in 1605 oh, yeah. is the focus of this three-part historical thriller. Kit Harrington stars as Robert uh, Catsby. And the driving force behind the plot, who was a committed Catholic at the time when Protestant England persecuted Catholics relentlessly. Yeah, this is like V for Vendetta stuff. Okay. And look who also is in it. Um, oh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Or Liz Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Tyler. Tyler. Because she's Stephen yeah, Tyler's Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Uh, yeah, so Liz... Who's Liz Taylor? Liv Tyler. I think what it is. What the heck is her name, Ryan? <laughs> it's something Tyler. I Elizabeth, think Queen. What? Wait, what? Yeah, it's Liv Tyler. Okay. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know names, so like, you shouldn't believe any name I say. Oh, gosh. What a mess this episode is already. Yeah. I also watched a few other movies, Ryan. What else? I watched a movie called Tomb Raider with Alicia. Oh, the new one. Uh, <laughs> We're sucking in names today. <laughs> What is it, Alicia Vikander or something? Oh, she's the one who's married to the X-Men. Yeah. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Michael Fassbender. <laughs> sure. I was yeah. going to say Magneto. But... Alicia Vikander. Uh, it was good. Good. It was very entertaining. I thought it was very much um, almost beat for beat, like the the game that kind of reinvented the series in like 2014. Okay, cool. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. And then... And they also actually just got confirmation that she's going to do the second one. Cool. So, uh, Skyscraper with Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> How was that? It was entertaining. Yeah. It was It was Die It's like ha- a Meg kind of movie. It was Die Hard with The Rock. Yeah. Basically. And so he follows him. He's a former FBI agent. 
needs to rescue his family from this um, newly Hong Kong built skyscraper, the tallest in the world, by the way. Yeah, and of course. After it's been taken by, you know, bunch better of, than like the Wiz Khalifa or whatever it is, bunch of dudes. What? That tower in uh, Dubai. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was entertaining. And then the so last one I watched was really interesting. It was called Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Buried? Buried or buried. You can say okay. either way. Tomato, tomato. I just want to make sure we're talking about, like, yeah. Yeah. So this is basic. this is about Ryan Reynolds. He's this American civilian truck driver mm-hmm. named Paul, naturally. Uh, he's attacked, finds himself buried in this wooden coffin. Has no idea where he is. He's somewhere in Iraq underground and all he has is a zippo lighter one of those little glow sticks that you snap that would give me anxiety to watch oh it's so he has a zippo lighter this glow stick a cell phone and a pen okay cool and this this terrorist calls him and says we need five million by nine o'clock tonight and he has a watch of course yeah and the rest of this movie for an hour and a half or so is him in this very tight coffin box Mm -hmm. trying to call a number of different people to help him get out. And it's for, for, for being in this compact box for an hour and a half, he sells the movie really well. He's such an incredible actor and he's so versatile in the roles that he can play. Yeah. And he does really well in this one. Cool. I will say that the ending is quite unsatisfying. Okay. But he just suffocates. Do you want me to tell you? Sure. I'm not going to watch it. Spoilers for buried or buried. Everyone (laughs) say, so he's talking to this person who's has a lead on his cell phone, where he's at, where he's located. And it was him taken with a number of his friends, his, his truck driving friends in Iraq. And so there, there was this explosion because they bombed the city that he was he's in. And as a result of that, it kind of crushed the top of the coffin. So sand is coming in and it's filling up the box quickly. Yeah. And so the person's basically this, but this person who's on the phone with him is saying, "Paul, hold on, hold on, we're almost there, we're almost to you." He's like, "You gotta hurry, you gotta hurry." This this sand's filling in the box really quickly, and he's like, "Don't worry, we're, we're right on top of you. We're, we have my man digging, and they're digging, they're digging, they're digging, they're digging, and they they get to another person. It wasn't him, uh-huh. so they found one of his friends, and Paul's just like, "It's over, isn't it?" He's like, "I'm so sorry, Paul. We tried everything we could, and it fades to black, and you just hear the sand continue to fill the box." Yeah, that's not satisfying. And so for an hour and 40 minutes, whatever it is... You're watching a guy die. You're hoping that Ryan Reynolds is going to make it out to play Deadpool 3 and he doesn't survive. That sucks. Yeah, so... That's one of my, like, big fears is suffocating or buried alive or, like, super small spaces. Have you ever seen uh, Kill Bill 2? Nope. Did you say nope before I even asked? Well, if it's related to small, confined spaces that's making you think of it, probably... Yeah, but Uma Thurman... The beautiful woman that she is, she gets out. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Kill Bills. Oh, they're great movies. Yeah. Excellent movies. I think they're on Netflix now, right? Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should watch... Oh, dude, you, you would totally love it. Really? Yeah, they're so great. You gotta watch it tonight. Okay. While you're... Uh, not securing, but Dark Soulsing. I'm probably gonna take a break from Dark Souls and play a little bit of Minecraft because I'm stressed out from Dark Souls. That's... But I have to kill the dancer this weekend. Makes sense. Yeah. That's really all I had for my notes, Ryan. Cool. So I watched Shazam. Oh well, please let the listeners know. You yeah, so I guess my hierarchy of Marvel is <coughs> Infinity War, 
then Ragnarok, and then on top of Ragnar or below Ragnarok is Black Panther. And Shazam, yes, I know it's DC, is on par with Ragnarok, which is saying something. The second best Marvel movie. Whoa. Yeah, so as far as a DC movie goes, obviously the best one. I mean, it has 90 plus in Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm not going to spoil anything because you need to see this. The character development is what um, all the other DCs kind of fail at. One, having really shitty lines and everything. But um, the CG is pretty good except for two spots, which doesn't take you out of it. Okay. Um, the character development for both the main character and his friend are... It's just great. Lots of tribulations and things. Like, the thing that makes a character deep is that they have to go through trials. Yeah. And, like, that's why Ray falls sh short because she hasn't really gone through anything huge. So it kind of feels surfacey. But, I mean, there's more character development in this than any of the two new Star Wars for, like, Ray. Wow, okay. So it's it's great. Action's great. Plot twists. Yeah, it's awesome. Nice. I came out of there and like, dude, I could watch it again. I'm definitely buying it. So you think there's going to be a second one? Yeah. So the next one, The Rock's been trying to get um, this role. I forget his name. But basically, he's the anti-hero to Shazam. Black something. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Black Sabbath. Doc Savage? What? <laughs> no, that was his like wrestling name or something. <laughs> what DC character? Oh, there it goes. Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. Okay. So he's kind of the anti-hero to Shazam, I think is what it was. Yeah, the Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will star in DC's Black Adam spinoff film. Will soon star in his own DC Comics movie, Deadline. Reports that the actor will star in Black Adam alongside Ryan Cole. What's happening here? <laughs> a companion to the upcoming Shazam where he's already set to play the super-powered anti-hero. Nice. Yeah, so I'm super pumped about that. Oh, such a good movie. I could definitely see that again. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'll probably have to check it out then. Yeah. Because my one co-worker has been just hounding me to watch both Captain Marvel because he said it's absolutely critical, necessary to seeing Endgame. I'm like, dude... I walked it's in. Not. I walked into an Infinity War and I didn't see Black Panther, so I'm really not. That also didn't really matter. It was just establishing who he was. Mm -hmm. You didn't really get any like universe building besides this is their culture. But you know what I did see? Actually, it was kind of because they did have that full battle in Wakanda. Well, it was required viewing because Michael B. Jordan was, wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah, and he's got all those little beady things, and you just want to touch them all over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, there was also, um, Smeagol was in it too, which is always another required. Dude, he's in everything. Yeah, and it's awesome. I mean, he was, um, what's his face? The monkey, or, uh, ape. Planet of the Apes. Why am I struggling so hard <laughs> to figure out actors and actresses? I'm usually so on this. Freaking Andy Circus, my gosh, Rusty, get it together today. It's probably because you were drinking to deal with Dark Souls. Yeah, I was really stressed, man. I mean, like, really stressed, really frustrated. The most angered I've been playing a game in years. I mean, yeah. more than Marta Ligarius on New Game Plus. More than Sekiro? I mean, I seriously wanted to snap my laptop in half. I was so pissed. Yeah. And... See, I don't get that angry, but 
that I'm also like dead inside, as you know, from like how Wait. I receive gifts. <laughs> Gosh, Ryan, what is happening? Are you okay, man? We need to see someone. No, well, like I don't get that super emotional when it comes to. Yeah, I don't really get bothered by things emotionally because, you know, I'm kind of just dead inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah what? No, no, no. Because you get super, like, animated, animated excited. and excited. And then on the, like, opposite side, you get super, like, angry at things. Opposed to me, who's just kind of like, shit happens, I guess. Like, Whoa. I've died, like, a million times. Or, oh, hey... Thanks for this gift. I really wanted this. Okay, let's not paint a picture to the listeners that I have anger issues. I don't think that's a thing. He beats people. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? I'm one of those mild-mannered people ever. Like, unless I'm playing Dark Souls. <laughs> How about you go f- yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it happens, folks. I did yell that at my uh, PS4 for some Sekiro bosses, but... Oh, the number of F-bombs. <laughs> Listen, I have a death counter. I should have had an F-counter. Like, yeah. there would have been many of them. Yeah, I have one boss that I'm kind of stuck on right now, but it's my fault purely because I haven't gotten. I'm still trying to do the most dodge. things are Ryan. I know. That's why I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's the guy before the guy, <laughs> the guy, the guy before the dude who took your. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, he's like a. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop Elizabeth. Time. Taylor, Elizabeth, Tyler, Lannister, Liv, Liv, Actually, Liv Tyler. You know what we should do? What? Oh, that scared me. We, you know, what we should do. We should look up the War of the Roses and see how that ended, because um, context. What is? It? What are we talking about here? Not Tolkien. Game of Thrones, Lord yeah, of the Rings. The author of Martin. He. Uh, the author of Martin. <laughs> the, the author of Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin based game of thrones off the war of the roses is that a lord of the rings thing no it's a um history thing it's like the internal fighting of like houses or families within i think england or europe okay back like 1600s or 1400s or whatever so they actually have people who are like have similar names to the lannisters and they have like different interwining families and a lot of some of the events or a big amount of the events besides like dragon and magic shit could be um, foreseen or kind of predicted based off of how history worked. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm probably going to actually have to look that up. Okay. Oh, we have to talk about Game of Thrones. Do you want to save first? Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah, probably. All right. Cool. With the power of editing, Ryan. Cool. We're back. Welcome. So, I think we want to talk about Game of Thrones a little bit. Yeah, so, War of the Roses, potentially something to look into. Um, I was also listening to some stuff this week at work, and the original Lightbringer was um, stabbed through a girl's heart, which I kind of explained last week. Well, no, the human wasn't plunged through a woman's heart. What did I say? You said, the original Lightbringer (laughs) was plunged through a woman's heart. It was. Okay. You said it correctly. Did I say something different? Dude, I don't know, but we were struggling to form sentences Okay, today. so the girl's name is Nisa Nisa, and there's, um... Sounds like a 70s, 80s, like... <laughs> Nisa Nisa! <laughs> like, That's Jamaican. The village people, it's like... Nisa Nisa. Nisa Nisa. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, it reminds me of... 
Maya he, Maya ho. Dude, E-Bombs World. You remember that site? Yes. Dude, that was like the original YouTube, the OG YouTube. Yeah. What is in this drink? Pinnacle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess the they've been hinting at... Um, I, I mean, I predicted that Melisandre was going to die, but instead of John shoving his sword through Daenerys' heart, it's going to be through Melisandre's. Hell yeah. On purpose or by accident, I'm not 100% sure. So you don't think he's going to deliberately say, I need this to happen, so I'm going to kill her? Or it's well, I mean, just, he's, he, told, he told Melisandre that if he, she came back to the West, or, yeah, the West, that he would kill her. Oh, he did? Yeah. Because oh, okay. it was after he learned that she burned Robert, not Robert Baratheon's, um, Stannis Baratheon's daughter, daughter alive, right? Because Davos was really in love with her. Yeah. So we taught her how to read and like... I mean, he basically raised her as his own because Stannis didn't give a lick of attention to her. Pretty much, because she had the like grayscale. Mm-hmm. Um, so Melisandre, before she left, said, the next time I come to this land, I'm going to die. Um... She's constantly said she has, well, they reference like her having a living heart. And they reference, I think, Nisa Nisa having a living heart. But she said she has like a burning heart inside of her. And um, John was like, Yo, why aren't you cold in the north? And she's like, Well, I never get cold because she has a fiery heart, I guess. And in, I think, the books, they reference when John and Melisandre were going up the elevator to the wall that um, he, she smelled like a forge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So he needs to plunge his sword inside of her. Yeah, because pine forest and Hawaiian trees. What's happening right now? Forge? Yeah, forge. Like um, like something was burning or oh. smoldering kind okay. of thing. So, I mean, I don't know if the language is 100%. It's, it's probably intentional, but like forging a blade. Okay. So basically, I if you can get like you know those pine crest air fresheners that you hang in your car, can I just get like a just for reezing, <laughs> Melisandre? Dude, you kind of smell like a Ford. <laughs> uh, I you think it's hanging on my mirror. Um, so that's kind of how I see. Well, whether he knows he needs to plunge his sword through her heart, or he does it because I said I was going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you think she'll? I wonder if she'll do it to fulfill the prophecy to essentially help them. Yeah, because I think it's to kill the White King. The the Night King. The girl. Night King. Um, they're probably going to need a special weapon. Mm-hmm. Not just Valyrian steel. I also and Lightbringer think... was a flame sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also fully believe that the Night King is going to die in the third episode. Or it, he's going to be taken care of. The, the, the White Walkers will not be the threat at the end of episode three. Because I'm thinking about it. If Jon's army retreats, right, they're either going to go by foot or horse... Which, they're not going to outrun the Night King. And let me finish, because this is... I want to talk about this. Or, they're going to get on boats, which their dragon's just going to torch. Yeah. There's there's really no way for them... Plus, if they're fighting all night long for an entire hour TV time, mm-hmm. they're not going to have the energy, strength, or willpower to retreat anywhere. They're not going to be able... Because the Night King, they don't grow tired. They just keep going. Yeah. They're not stopped. I mean, they're energizer bunnies. And so mm-hmm. I don't see Double A. Triple A. Oh, getting small and energetic in here. <laughs> um, Size isn't everything. <laughs> Let's get some D. <laughs> 
Uh, batteries oh. up in here. Okay. <laughs> um, do they have those? Yeah. Okay. That's why it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen D batteries? Um, oh, no. they're these like girthy ass batteries. And they go in, there was um a, oh God, what, not Nerf gun. Yeah, it was a Nerf gun. It was a Nerf gun, but it was a turret and it took four D batteries. And oh. it was just, just sucked energy out of the D's, but like, yeah, it was, was it a it turret was also, thing. It was just, one yeah, of those it was just, you just do, 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 do. nice. And it had like that, uh, cartridge for holding all the nerfs that just would go up the other side. Oh, nice. And it would just yank it out of this carrying thing that, so it'd feed in and then go out. It was great. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. There's also C batteries. Hmm. And car batteries. <laughs> And lithium-ion batteries. Pause for Ryan to laugh at his own jokes. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, I think they're definitely going to wrap up that plot. Because in all the promotional material we've seen so far, we've seen very little of Cersei. And there's one key scene... In the Night King. Yeah. There's one key scene that <coughs> leads me to believe that she knows death is staring her in the face. Or her child has just died. Because there's one quick scene where... She pauses for a quick second. She looks emotional. Her eyes kind of look watery. And she takes a sip of wine. Well, she's pregnant still. That's kind of not recommended, you know? There's like a general surgeon's warning on the side of a bottle of wine that I says... I mean, on most of those reality TV shows they drink when they're pregnant. Well... And they're like, hey, I think you're the father, but I'm not the father. Well, Snooki was never the smartest one in the bunch. <laughs> oh, meatball. What? Her nickname was Meatball. <laughs> of course it was. Because she's like a round Italian. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I I've think... I've never seen that show. Just I just know that's a thing. So I think, yeah, he's going to be wrapped up. I also strongly believe that the whole... I think Bran and the Night King are very uniquely and critically linked somehow. Yes. And I think there's going to be one of those Hodor blow your... By the way, the actor who plays Hodor, I just found out, is a <laughs> DJ that tours the world. DJ Ho! <laughs> boo, 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 boo. What is happening right now? <laughs> like door noises. Um, like, do, 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 do. hold the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be his song. It's all ho door related. Okay. Ho, 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 door. And then that would be his, like, Christmas special. <laughs> There'll be, like, bells in the background. This is the worst episode of a talking about this. I know. But, no, I do think there's going to be a mind-blowing Hodor-like moment <laughs> with the Night King and Bran. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I think it almost might be the fact that Bran was Bran the Builder, as you were kind of alluding to last week. And, and they're linked by the magic of the old gods. Something crazy like that. Well, I don't mm. think the Night King is just a dude. He's not. He was a dude who got dragon glass shoved into his chest. I know, but I think he's... To save the children of the forest from the first men. Sure, but I, I think he is going to be... Before he was that, he was like Bran the Builder or something. Crazy, stupid like that. Maybe. I don't know. I just think there's well, some... Because Bran the Builder built the wall to keep the... I know, out. I know. I'm just saying. I think there's some weird connection between all of those guys. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think... He's definitely going after Brand. I don't know why, though. Either it's because he's the only one who can face him, or 
Yeah. And you got to think Bran knows, right? I mean, he knows that he was branded, literally, I mean, kind of when the Night King touched his arm. Yeah. So he knows exactly where Bran is at all times. Yeah, and I think he's definitely as, he's way more powerful than Bran now, but I I don't think, do you think Bran's going to go like Super Saiyan with his powers? And I like don't know. Scream a bit and then level up and get blonde hair? Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was hearing this theory as well that the Night King might not even be at the Battle of Winterfell. What if he goes down to King's Landing, just screws up everyone, and then takes the dead, like, Golden Company and runs it against um, the North from the other side? Oh, so he flies across. He has his army fighting Winterfell. His dragon lights up the Golden Army. Well, if you think if... um, Daenerys's vision of a destroyed King's Landing, um, like the top of the ki- or where the throne throne room is, mm-hmm. um, that top ceiling was destroyed, and there was snow there. What if the Night King just takes his dragon, flies down to King's Landing, does what Daenerys won't, and obviously because her dragons would die to ballistas, um, just freaking liquidates the city with fire. Or just kills the entire Golden Company. Creates an entire another army in King's Landing. Yeah, he's got... And then flanks Jon Snow in the north and has a sure victory over Bran. Or they he then... I guess they win in the north. They retreat back to Dragonstone. Because I, they we've seen that in the trailer, the wall in Dragonstone. And then it's just this huge battle versus Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. At Dragonstone. Yeah, that'd be nuts. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think either way it's going to be freaking awesome. I mean, the actress who plays Yara Greyjoy just tweeted that like six hours ago that she watched the the first episode because I don't know if she was, wasn't at the premiere or what was going on there. Um, <clears throat> but she watched the first episode and said it was absolutely mind-blowing. And if the first episode is mind-blowing, what would you think would happen in the first episode that would really blow people away? I think... Here's what I think. Because and if you watch in the trailer, Beric and Thormund are walking what seems to be underground somewhere with, with torches. I think Bran the Builder has an entire crypt or of something under the wall. There's something under there. Maybe it's full of dragon dragonglass weapons or something. So that he... I don't know. I mean, they're... They were in the trailer. Walking yeah, I didn't notice until I watched it again. We'll pull. You want me to pull it up right now? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Entertain the listeners, man. I'm trying to think. Would they be at Winterfell or would they be at the Wall? Because they were at the Wall last time. There, there's no way they're traveling 650 miles. Is that how long it is? Yeah, I didn't tell you that. No. Oh yeah, my coworker and I did that. It's 650 miles to get from the Wall to Winterfell. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Right here. That's not the crypt. Yeah. Go back. So you see the Golden Army. And then you see... Trying to think. Well, they could be... Hmm. Could they be at Castle Black? 
they destroyed the wall, but maybe they went to Castle Black to look at the library if there was anything where the maester used to be. Potentially, yeah. If there's anything to tell of White Walkers or the Army of the Dead or anything like that. It could be. I don't know. Just trying to think what's around there. Or they went to um, Last Hearth or whatever, that place between Winterfell and the Wall. Well, that has to be destroyed because now it's on the map at the beginning. Well, yeah. And I guess it, it also makes more sense now that the Batter Winterfell is until episode three because the Night Walkers have to travel 650 freaking miles to get there. <laughs> the Night Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They purely don't like the day. Yeah. They're nocturnal. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> hoo, hoo, hoo. Owls are nocturnal. <laughs> I know. I just didn't expect you to make an owl noise, Ryan. <laughs> Did I tell you, I don't know what Lauren and I were doing. We drove to high school together. And Gosh, like, that there must was, have been the worst. <laughs> you, yeah, kind of. But like one morning we were like, I, the entire way we're just making owl noises. We're like, hoo, hoo, hoo. I think it was because like, if we were in a crowd of people and like we couldn't find each other. Because we ended up getting lost in Disney that one time. We could just make owl noises and just like. They, we could understand where each other were. You guys are just so bizarre. <laughs> I know. I'll never understand you guys. Who? Right? Probably, she's probably... You'd be able to... Yeah. She's probably at Staples Do you hear right her from now. outside? <laughs> she's probably at Staples making the same she's noise. She's sending me a video of, like, her owl calling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we talked about it last week, and I think I just told you on the phone, but um, I think... <coughs> There was that prophecy of Daenerys being, I think it was by the witch, um, betrayed three times. Yes. Once for blood, once for gold, and once for love. The first time was betrayed by or for blood, which was when the witch betrayed her, who was going to help save her husband, uh, the cow. The next time was by, um, what's his face? Jorah. Jorah Mormont. Mm-hmm. And the next time is probably going to be by Tyrion Lannister for love. Yeah. So he, I'm guessing, made a pact, or, or the theory is that he made a pact with Cersei. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, when she goes back and it's like, oh, yeah, you're pregnant, um, kind of thing. I Probably the pact is that after Danny, because... Um, Tyrion talked to Danny about the like secession of the throne. Yeah, he probably promised that she or her kid would sit on the Iron Throne after Danny, or something to protect the kids because mm-hmm. he's always been fond of the Lannisters and he doesn't hate his family. They're just dicks. Like, yeah. So that's probably how Tyrion is going to betray Danny, and that's why he looks so concerned. That um, John and Danny were testing her inability to have kids, right? Because if she were to have a kid, which would just create a line of secession, then it would ruin his plan or his pact with his sister. Mm, okay. Because right? remember, he's like, instead of being like, oh, yeah, John, you're getting some standing outside their door. He, he looked yeah. really concerned and it would make sense why he would be concerned. Yeah. No, I can, I can buy into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's all I have for new theories. Okay, well, we can wrap it up, honestly. All right. Just a short episode this week. And we gave you two episodes in the past seven days, so... Yeah, we didn't want to smother you folk. Yeah, with 
Otaku Brothers voices. And then are we we're potentially recording next week? You're gone. Yeah, so I'm going out of town. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll be back Friday, so okay. we can record Saturday of next week. Um, our Avengers Endgame predictions. Oh yeah. Because then we'll have a week before that, and then Travis will be in town for the the Tolkien episode. Cool. Which I think we've yet to solidify the topics there. It will eventually be solidified before we talk about it here. It won't be as, as a mess of an episode as this was. Yeah, I don't know if we're just tired or angry at Dark Souls or a combination of the two. Probably a combination. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you got some inkling of uh, enjoyment out of this hopefully episode. Hopefully some of that made sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. You can write into the show if you want to. Questions, feedback. Or if you just want to do like a Dear Abby period. Uh, you know, we can help you solve your problems. Yeah, by all means. Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Ari Lewis2011, where I post updates about the show, topic suggestions, all that fun stuff when the show's going out. You can also get on our Discord, get in on the discussion there. There's always some fun little late night discussions going there sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, link in the show notes below. But Ryan, any parting thoughts about Star Wars, Endgame, Game of Thrones? Just prep your lightsabers and get ready. Let's do it. Get that blaster in your holster and let's have some fun. Dude, unholster that shit. Okay. Get ready to blow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. That was a little too far potentially. (laughs) Whatever. Raw and real here, as I always say. All right. Thank you all for listening so much. We will see you next week with some endgame predictions. All right. Have a good week. See you. Bye.